Hey guys, welcome back to the manual. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in today. And uh, we hope that you've had a great start to your week. And uh, today we want to talk about a uh, topic that's, I guess, is somewhat uncomfortable uh, to discuss among men sometimes because we get all like, oh, this is like a girly topic. But really, it's not. We want to talk about love and there's a lot of different types of it. It's not it's not just how romantic you are. It's it also has to do with uh, your family members. Uh, it has to do with your friends. Um, it has to do with um even loving others, like showing them uh, love through like uh, caring for them, even total strangers. I guess you could kind of define it that way, being kind to people. I mean, the Bible talks about loving your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. being unselfish. Um, so really along those lines, um, the Bible also talks about how we should love others as Christ loved us because mm-hmm. um, he died for our sins so that we may have the uh, gift of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's kind of interesting about that last bit that you said is loving others as Christ loved us. Christ has an, or Christ God all all forms of Him yeah. have He has an unconditional love for yeah. us, and that's something that we struggle with a ton Absolutely. as humans. We'll, you know, we think of love as in love for another human being as them being, you know, yeah another human being, a brother or sister in Christ, you know, we're all God's children um, to, you know, it tends to be conditional for us. You know, it's, oh, yeah. we love them so much until they say something mean about us and then they're a jerk. And or it's, how it's we just feel gone. about one particular day. Exactly. So yeah, forgiveness is a huge part of love and we can dive into that more a little bit later, but it's, it's, it's a, a good, huge it's part of it point. is that he has unconditional love for us and we tend to have conditional love for others. Well, the Bible also talks about how Christ loved us even before we loved him, especially we're talking about as you're born again, because mm-hmm. uh, Jesus has, or Christ has known us since the foundation of the world. He knew we'd, you know, be born and right. live and die. I think even as a man, like love is specifically conditional for men. Nowadays, especially, but think like, just try and think of something that you love just because, you know, something animate, specific, maybe a dog, a pet, Mm -hmm. your girlfriend, you know, but typically what happens nowadays, I think, is that men are loved conditionally based on performance, Mm -hmm. which it's been that way for as long as anyone can remember, but Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of times today too, you see a lot of confusion over what is love? What is true love? You know, the definition of it. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what we're seeing is people who are so selfish that they're not capable of love. And so what we're seeing is, is it's lust or it's, it's, it's self gratification. And that's these relationships are not because they love a person, but because they love what that person provides them with. Yeah. And like the Bible says, um, yeah, you know, back to Jesus dying for our sins. Um, no greater love hath a man than that he lay down his life for his friends. Um, and that, I mean, how far are you willing to go to protect something that you love? Um, you know, a lot of times we, as men, we need to be very serious about, okay, is this something that I love or is this something that is against what I love? Because if you love something and want to protect it, you also need to be on the watch for the thing that's going to hurt it. You know, it, it can look like protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, sometimes you have to choose, well, choose between 
two loves, as in I'm referring to, um, I'm mainly referring to your love for sin because you have the flesh and then your love for God, mm-hmm. especially after you're born again, you know, you, sh- you still are tempted to disobey God and you have to choose between one and the other, one or the other. And of course, God gives you help with that. The Holy Spirit helps you with that to overcome temptations. Mm-hmm. But there, there is in fact a choice, you know, God, God obviously does help you there, but we do have to make a choice. Am I going to sin against God or am I going to obey God? I mean, obviously I would say the sinful love, it's absolutely just lust. Or yeah, I would define it as lust. It would be yeah. lust. I'm just throwing it into that category of love because it's mm-hmm. a lot of people would call it love, but it's not, it sure. is lust. And sometimes that's. Well, sometimes it's also the love for money. You know, the Bible talks about the love for money is the root of all the evil. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so it brings that up. And there's also uh, maybe the love for uh, what other people think about you, like your 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 amount of care that you give towards. Um, I would not say it's your testimony, which is totally different, but important. But it's more so of your your self conscious of you're constantly self-conscious of what other people are thinking about you. So, mm-hmm. so then in that case, you either sometimes you got to choose God over that and how to represent him whenever you're in a tough situation. Am I going to go with a crowd and kind of fit in because I love people's attention or am I going to obey God and have to go against the flow because I love God and you know, God loved me first. God created me. I am his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you notice in the Bible, a lot of what, God talks about is outward love too. It's not really focused on self-love, which is basically what you're doing when you're choosing things that gratify you, like Will was saying. Like some people will enter a whole relationship just because it makes them feel good, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. They don't really care about the person as much as they think they do. They care about the feeling that they get when they're with them or just you know, gratified because someone else cares about them. Yeah. No intention of a long-term pursuit or exactly. caring for protecting that person. They're just, they're in At it for your what own they expense. can get. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so sad. And that is absolutely selfish too. It's a form. That's one of the main forms of conditional love because you love them, you know, supposedly yeah. on the condition that they give you what you want or that, you know, they give you that feeling. Like it's a trade agreement. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's conditions to why you, you know, love them. You, yeah. What you happens get a certain when that feeling. feeling is gone? Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if at any point that there's a requirement in order for you to love them, then it's not. I mean, yeah. none of us are married here, but that's exactly kind of what happens with marriage. At least so I'm told is, you know, you get, you go through all these stages of feelings, you date someone, you get engaged, you get married you're still in the honeymoon phase. And then when things get tough is when the unconditional love comes in mm-hmm. and being selfless. If you're selfish, that's definitely going to show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for so it. So here's a personal story I would like to bring in. I'm uh, I, I bought a ring and uh, I'm planning on getting engaged here this weekend. Um, Ooh, Sunday. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking the next step in in the journey. And, and so I have some experience, obviously not, Who's a girl? Uh, uh, I can be proud of, but uh, her name's Madison. Okay. And uh, so we actually 
literally ran into each other when we met. Can we hear? Funny. Can we hear about that? Yeah, yeah. So I met her at a martial arts school um, that I was attending. Um, it's Taekwondo is mainly what they teach, and we were playing a, a game where you have to like when the timer starts, it's a race between four people to get to their goal, right? And a lot of times you cross paths. It's like it's an obstacle course of people basically. And anyway, halfway to the goal, we ran into each other. And that's the first time I ever said hi to her. And so I apologized to help you up. And then it, afterward kind of started the conversation and we got to talking and we really had uh, a lot of common interests. And so we really just hit it off from there. Spent a lot of time talking after class. Um, and yeah, it, one thing led to another and pretty soon we were going out on dates and and now it's it's stepped up. I'm I bought a ring. I'm gonna ask her. And um, yeah, she is a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. So wow. yeah, a lot thirteen nice. years of experience. Yeah. So how did the uh, conversation with her dad go? Went well. Um, they're they both I guess think highly of me, and so that's very very good. We've we've had a good relationship. Um, Spent some time together. I've gone on some family vacations with them, and I would say all the all the interactions have been good. Um, really enjoyed making a relationship with the the whole family, and it's oh, yeah. that's yeah, good. Awesome. That's an important part of a relationship. It, it really is. It no, really it is. is. Yeah, and I mean, I know that's always been like a most. I, I gotta say, it would be a make or break for me um, that they get along with my family, like just because my family is so important to me and I, my family is the why of you know, the, why I am the way I am. So if they don't get along with my family, that's going to lead to disagreements down the road. And, and, uh, just because that's my roots, you know, that's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm glad that I was able to hit it off with her family and she really has been accepted by my family. Um, so it's, it's been good. Awesome. So what's your plans for uh, asking her uh, to marry you? Like you going somewhere special or? Yeah, there's a place up in North Carolina um, actually called Devil's Courthouse, but it's it's the highest peak for a ways around. So it's a real good view. And she and I have been up there before a couple of times and it was it's kind of like our spot. Like we both really like yeah. it. And she's been asking me recently, like if we can take a trip and go up there and see it. So. That's my plan to go up there with her and, and surprise her. You taking anybody with you to take photos or anything? Yeah, actually, Jesse here. Um, Dang. Shout out to Jesse. <laughs> okay. Jesse. Let's no, go. Can I go? He uh, He's a photographer. I might sign um, up too. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Photographs weddings. He's going up there with me. And so we're going to make it like a family trip just yeah. so it's not suspicious. And uh, I'm popped the question. So, yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. Dude, we're excited for you, man. Yes, we yeah, are. That's pretty awesome. Goes well. Will's venturing into unknown territory. I actually had no idea this was going to happen until like a couple minutes ago, which is really crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I the reason I've not been on the podcast, like I've said in um, other episodes, is I was in South Dakota um, working with my dad for a while. And so I have been like really out of touch with the group, which is bad, but just a lot of work. And so. I do. I do feel bad that uh, this is the first that Josh has heard about it. But imagine how I don't much know you can. About Clayton, but <laughs> did you imagine did you know how about much Clayton? you can add to the I've known podcast? Though, oh man, After. I'm the one that was left out. What? Yeah. What would you say, Ben? I'm sorry. I said, imagine how much you could add to the podcast, though. After 
you're like married. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah it'll awesome. give us that maybe, whole. Maybe you can bring her on and we'll have a little short interview about the whole engagement yeah. thing. That's right. It'll give us a just, whole. Just a like, little perspective, what she thought yeah, about it. point of view that none of the rest of us That'd have. be kind of interesting. Yeah, that is something that I would like to implement into the podcast sometime in the future is like we because we're all guys all we can really do about the other side of things is make assumptions about yeah you know from the female side of things Mm -hmm. so it's we we won't be able to provide first-hand experience yeah exactly (laughs) so it would be kind of interesting to implement i should say right i'm going undercover i'm going undercover (laughs) oh no that's bad yeah It, it would be something interesting to implement into the future though would be to have uh you know for well, example, well, especially with uh, say with topics that our podcast covers, um, there are there are a lot of, um, I guess they're pretty hot topics nowadays, especially with Gen Z and everything that's going on with them, and they're they're just they're absolute revolt re uh I guess it's, they're kind of revolting against the, tra- we'll call them traditional values. Mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed this early on. I think it was our second episode. Yeah, how people want to keep their traditional values, but without God, and how that does not work because they're just God and traditional values. That's that's kind of where they come from. Absolutely, <laughs> they come from sure. the Bible. They yeah, do. marriage is a model of yeah, you know, yeah, how Christ, the church, church. Be yeah. Christ yeah. in the church. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, uh, I uh, with with Madison here, you know, that's a, been a huge learning experience for me because it went from. I liked her and I kind of had a crush on her and, you know, went through all the stages, but then uh, like I'm realizing, Oh, like, okay, this is going places. I'm forming a, a meaningful relationship here. Now, what do I have to bring to the table? You know, like, am I just simply here to get something or am I actually going to man up and take the responsibility of being, you know, that's what marriage is. You complete like the, the woman completes man and, and, and you just, you are there to fulfill your role and be everything the other needs. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's just like, I went from what am I, what am I doing? You know, to, I, I made the decision, you know, she's worth it. I'm going to, I'm going to make that step and and try to move forward here and, and really become the man that she needs. And, and so, like I said, it's, it's been good for me. It's been something that it's pushed me to go further and, and learn more than I ever did before. And, it's been good. That's Excellent. exciting. Yeah, that's really good that you're willing to. Um, you're you're setting a precedent here. You're willing to accept resp- responsibility because that's a big step in life. It's in fact, uh, can we argue it's probably the second biggest step in life? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would say I that's would say good. set it behind like being born again, giving your life over to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think this would be second. As yeah, a, I think so too. Well, it goes all the way back to the the Old Testament law of the Ten Commandments. Um, like God said, set no other gods before me. And as much as I like, you know, especially when you are young, you love someone, like love them more than anything else, you know, all those kind of things. But really we have to have God as our foundation. He's got to be first mm-hmm. because if yeah. you love God, um, actually, that's it says in John mm-hmm. in the New Testament, First um, John, I believe, if you love God, you will keep his commandments. And mm-hmm. one of God's commandments is to love your wife. So by loving God, you really that's the only way you can perfectly demonstrate love to your wife is by loving God. 
And so it benefits both of you if you love God first, rather than if you become consumed with a temporary lustful love for yeah. a woman and it fades, you really, you keep God first and, and she is your number one responsibility and, and she will love that and appreciate that because it's for both of your best interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it's even harder nowadays too to find a woman that believes the same type of things. Absolutely. As far as godliness in the center of the marriage, um, it's just a rarity. It's mm. crazy. It's funny as it is like the market is not right for marriage. <laughs> it's not that great. I feel you. Yeah. But uh, it is important, I think, to find to wait and find a woman that has those core values rather than settling. Um, mm. Personally, I believe that the best way to go about doing that is to exemplify those values in yourself. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when God is ready for you to have a relationship, he'll bring you a woman. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, that's true. Well, it goes for the reverse as well. I mean, for the woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we don't talk about that aspect as much because this podcast is primarily focused towards young men. But as for young women too, Mm -hmm. seek out the Lord. I know, I know there's a, uh, my dad, he's a, he's a pastor. He actually was preaching on this, uh, not so long ago. He was talking about how, well, men are looking for wives and then women can't find good men and the women don't want to get married. And then men aren't ready for marriage. And the men that are, can't find what it's like, it's kind of all over the place, especially with our generation. He was talking about it and it's pretty true, but mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. As, as for the man, um, it definitely goes the route of you need to seek out the Lord first, get that all right, and then when when God's ready to send someone your way, when he thinks you're when he thinks you're ready or he knows you're ready, he'll send someone your way. Mm-hmm. And then for a woman, same concept applies. Just seek out the Lord and His will, and He will bring someone across your path. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something that's maybe a less popular opinion, but I think I find plenty of scriptural backing for it and in james it says that every good gift every perfect gift is from above comes from god and i think that if you are truly following god if you want what his will is for your life like you truly seek him with your heart he gives you the gift of of love and even a sexual love so someone that you may not have had a crush on or or been interested in before if if you're doing the right thing and she's doing the right thing he'll gift you that love and if he does it for you he'll do it for her because he's not going to create an imbalance um so if you're if you're seeking god with your heart he gives you that desire and he will make it happen um and i've seen that happen with um just a quick backstory i'm the youngest of eight kids six of my siblings are married and i've seen it happen with them um they weren't like the type to date a bunch. I don't think any of them have dated with the exception of maybe one or two times outside of their current spouse. Um, so they really didn't date around. They didn't shop around. They really just did what they thought they were supposed to do. And they followed God and, and God brought someone their way. And in some cases it was someone they had known for a while. And it was just suddenly that feeling was awakened and 
and they both decided to do something about it. And I, I've seen it play out that if you follow God, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. And oh, so, so then I have a question to counter that a little bit. Um, what about in the Bible when Paul mentions there in the Bible, I'm can't bring up references at the moment. I don't have them. Um, God does talk about, and Paul specifically talks about singleness and how it's a, and how it's a, uh, do, does anybody know where I'm it's, going here? Yes. It's a freedom. Uh, Paul's was saying, um, that's in the Corinthians. Yes. The Romans uh, Corinthians? It's almost, it's almost like right. a, yeah, he, he said it's, a spe- it's like a special privilege. It but- is a privilege. And he's, he wouldn't have been able to carry out the work he did had he been married. He did say that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, and it is that marriage is a blessing. But if you are given the gift of celibacy, in other words, it's not a exclusion to be single. It is a privilege to be single, but not many are granted it. And those who are granted marriage, it's a blessing for them. So I don't I don't think there's a, a good or a bad. I think they both have their own I just pros think and it's, cons. If I you just will. think it's fair to bring that up as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, especially nowadays when a lot of people worry about the fact that, oh no, I'm gonna be single for the rest of my life because a lot of there's a lot of um we'll just throw it right out there. Hookup culture is like rampant and it's mm-hmm. really affecting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And Something I think that is true is Christians, they try to apply the similar dating concepts that are prominent in hookup culture, but without the sexual portion of it. Mm-hmm. And they get a really messed up version of it. So all the all the all the men and women, because of social media, they think they maybe they have this high expectations and all their expectations are vain. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like physical looks everything that's regarding that. Mm-hmm. And then, and, but this is the same thing that the world does, but it doesn't, it doesn't work the same way, especially if you're, you're one and you're a Christian and you believe that you should remain pure until marriage. It, it just yeah. does not work. And obviously that hookup culture is dead wrong. The Bible condemns it. Thou shalt not commit fornication, adultery. Mm-hmm. But, I think that sometimes they, because of, especially because of social media, they overlap and then people just kind of, they want to dip their toe or foot into the world Mm -hmm. and their philosophies, but they don't want to be completely harmed by it, but yet they kind of are. Yeah. It's an impossible position. Yeah. Yeah. What you're talking about is that lustful sin that Will was talking about earlier, even being a Christian and, you know, you're not going out and hooking up with people. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't make it right because you're still looking for that self-justification, self-satisfaction by going out and looking for someone to care for you and fulfill your needs rather than following the Lord and waiting for them yeah. to be presented to you. Or even trying to toe the line, like Josh was saying, um, yeah. it, it is impossible. Like Jesus said, whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in mm-hmm. his heart. Mm-hmm. So you really can't toe the line. It's you are either um, like, uh, well, John put it very bluntly, like so bluntly that some people have a hard time with it. But he said, whoever is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And that is to say, if you're not, if you're not wholeheartedly following God, you're wholeheartedly following the world. 
there's no middle mm-hmm. ground. Mm-hmm. You're going forward or you're going backward. And and that's that's a decision you gotta wake up and make every day. Yeah. Yeah. When I G I believe that's how it goes. There is a parable. I'm trying to remember if it's Chinese or Cambodian. It's basically one man can't ride two boats. Yeah. I think I mix it up. But same concept. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Jesus and in Cambodia was Buddhism. So we could call it God and lust. I mean, we can't we can't go both ways or God and sin. Mm-hmm. We got to pick one or the other. I mean, we can't we can't put one foot in one boat and one foot in the other. And then they start going different directions and we expect to keep it there. I mean, we're not like, was that Elastigirl or whatever that is? <laughs> Incredibles. Right. I know weird, but yeah. we're not even, it's just not possible. Yeah. You can't, God says that in the Bible too. You can't serve two masters. Yep. You'll end up exactly. hating one. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just thought I'd bring in a little bit of a, a little bit of a parable. I think I messed it up, but it's close. Oh, it's okay. It's close enough. I want. I wanted to um, bring it back to what Will said about uh, he was ready to take on the responsibility of being a husband. I thought that was really important and awesome because I feel like that's a lot of the issue with like so many divorces nowadays is the man wasn't actually ready to take on the responsibility of being married and he rushed in, whatever, and then he is so ready to blame his spouse, you know? And so like my dad was talking about it, I think yesterday he said, no matter what the issue is, the man of the house should always be the one to fix it, figure out what the problem is and fix the problem. And so many guys are just like, they were not ready to take on that responsibility that it ends up in divorces and, bad marriages and stuff i agree with that Mm -hmm. i think it's also because people kind of date backwards nowadays if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like they kind of fall in love so to speak with that feeling that they get with the person or like physical interaction with them Mm -hmm. and that's why they get married Mm -hmm. yeah and then Later, they actually start to get to know the person right. that they yeah. married. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. 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 And I, I would not Uh-oh. venture to say that I am ready. I, uh, to, I'm just, I'm ready to tackle it, you know? Like, I fully expect to be surprised by obstacles that I never expected. But I just, I'm ready to put behind, uh, the Bible says when I became a man, I put away childish things. And that's. To me, that's it. I'm ready to put behind everything that's going to stand between me and having a successful marriage and just wholeheartedly pursue a woman because that's that's the highest yeah, it's priority. Not, you know, it's not to say there won't be struggles, mm-hmm. which, you know, part of uh, getting married is learning to embrace those struggles and also putting God first in your marriage. Uh, none of us are married here, but it looks like one of us probably will be a beat everybody else to it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have here in some of my notes um, how, you know, God wants us to love others as he loves us. And God's love is the love of a father. We are all his mm-hmm. children under him. So that I think should heavily influence how I'm, you know, of course not there yet, but I think that it would be a best case scenario for that to be the way that men love their families mm-hmm. and their wife 
is as the love of a father. Obviously, that you know seems like a no brainer, but um, the love of a father is unconditional love. Once again, it's not based upon what people do for you. Um, this quote here I have says, "In one word, masculine love is the truth. It always assumes that in faith you are strong enough to handle the truth, no matter how uncomfortable." It's assuming that the truth will eventually lead to more clarity, simplicity, and create space for feminine love. It cuts out the garbage and complexity so that growth can happen and feminine love can flourish. You you should be clearing out a space for, you know, you should be creating a protective ground. As far as, you know, fixing the problems, like Benjamin was saying just a minute ago, you should be the one clearing out an area for others to love as well. You should be creating basically a safe space. You are, you know, because it's unconditional, you you don't, you know, give them a spot or, you know, give them room to feel loved and give them things as long as they love you back. You know, it's not about that. It's you are creating a safe space where no matter what they do, no matter what they don't do, you love them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so that should yeah. be, you know, that should yeah. be the atmosphere that family should be growing up under. It's like you're planting a garden almost. Exactly. And God is the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With which you, you know, cultivate the garden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have kind of an analogy in here as well that I compares um, masculine love. So the analogy here, kind of an illustration is feminine love is like a fire and masculine love is a person um, maintaining the fire. Masculine love clears out space for the fire and feeds it to keep it alive and burning brightly. Without someone maintaining the fire, the fire can go out of control and, you know, burn everything down. It can become, I don't, you know, this is kind of, he's <laughs> treading on thin ice here, but. Read that. Can you read that beginning? So love as is as in one person is trying to control the fire and the other person is the fire. I would define the fire as a family. Yeah, the fire. Because yeah, the analogy is flawless i i just think that the listener should remember that it's not controlling the woman it's it's the the love or passion yeah um without healthy emotional support passion can become harmful to the person um who is expressing the passion or the person receiving and that's that's it yeah well it can happen both ways but i think this is a very good analogy between the husband and wife relationship it continues on a little bit more too because a fire eventually burns itself out when there's too much fuel and it you know well not when there's too much fuel but eventually the fuel runs out so a fire you know running rampant the feminine love it if there's no if there's nothing in particular to love or to keep it burning keeping it controlled eventually it has nowhere to go and it 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 exhausts itself basically mm-hmm. so when there's no one to not keep it controlled. It sounds really wrong, but you know, when there's an overabundance of fuel, I guess mm-hmm. it's, it can exhaust itself and it's, you know, it's not the fire's fault that it burns itself out basically. Yeah. But also it, when it runs out of fuel, it slowly succumbs to cold and darkness. That's kind of an analogy there with emotions as well. It's when there's an overabundance of stimulation and emotions and different things going on, it eventually just becomes all meaningless and pointless if it doesn't have a particular place, something to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. And I think to practically apply that, again, what I think, I, I was reading through that. I think it's flawless. Like, I was impressed. I, I was impressed. It was flawless. I couldn't have ever come up with that on my own. But what I think to practically apply it is 
put that in a say a boyfriend girlfriend secular dating relationship the boyfriend knows okay he's he's got riz he's got these moves he's okay so he he gets to this girl and he's trying to get her to feel this passion this this love that is not actually love it's lust for him Mm -hmm. and he just boom that's it he throws the fuel on the fire he gets her to do all these things that he wants her to do to satisfy his own lust and they quickly have a very passionate relationship forming and then it's over you know okay that they got what they wanted he leaves boom she doesn't have anybody there he's not helping her he's not supporting her he's not tending to her emotions and and being a constant um a shoulder to cry on you know yeah like, like all the fuel was quickly burned and now it's yes yeah it's just coals left <laughs> that's it's it's so destructive it it is um that's uh, irresponsible and it's something that whoever does that gives gives account for it it's um yeah and it's i think that's that's the illustration we can see there that's a don't be that one that just is trying to take advantage trying to get all you can get and leave be the one who tends to the fire be the one who is a healthy fuel to the fire you know give that's if you look at lo- if love ambitiously you're trying to get all you can get but that attracts people who are trying to get all they can get so you're never going to be happy you're going to be trying to get what you get she's trying to get what she can get and the ambitions clash and that's where the divorce comes that's where the problems the rocky ground comes mm-hmm. but if you view it as a sacrifice it's not a sacrifice when you treat it as i'm going to give everything i can even if they don't give what they do that what i think they should then you're going to attract that kind of person yeah and that is very um, i true. think i think god will honor that behavior with giving you that kind of person and i think that's that's a good way to like apply that analogy like be be godly in your love don't be lustful in your love you're you're damaging the woman too after you've done something like that Mm -hmm. like we look around today and wonder why there's all these only fans models and girls just Mm -hmm. you know going wild for no reason how could this have happened why we don't see the reason yeah the reason is men that don't know how to control their lust and emotion and sin mm-hmm. and are damaging these girls and then after that first experience they you know it's okay the the doors are open now there's and, too much fuel for the fire exactly mm-hmm. or the fire's gone and then they have a harder time attaching to a partner later in life yeah. so Honestly, I got a, re- a lot of reservations about a lot of the stuff that was just said because so I don't think that if we're talking about specifically only fans, I don't think that's purely put on the man because in the Bible, the Bible talks about the strange women and that is prominent in the Bible. And yeah. it talks about how, how men should not pursue them. It's all throughout Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Second thing, when we're I'm trying to figure out with this analogy because to figure out something here. Because is this referring to passion in a relationship or is this referring to the relationship itself? Because obviously a man is the head of the marriage. God did make Eve after he created Adam. Mm -hmm. But a marriage 
is 100% and 100% of each person. And I don't think that accurately represents that because it almost it almost it almost is functioning as if the man has a responsibility to control the woman, like make sure she doesn't go crazy because the woman is just right. described as a fire. Right, I could see how it could it. be taken. This this yeah, is not discussing it. You know, you want to keep on discussing it? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. I think it's a good should. conversation. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, I can I can bring my counterpoints. I'm I'm serious about my counterpoints. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. as like. Convict, no, I'm just that, that one thing. Like I, I would say, like, what? Um, because you were saying, I would just, I would not. Bring well, that the, up just we're talking for referring specifically to the analogy because I think there's a lot of confusion going on here. But because it felt like it got sidetracked like twice. Yeah, I, I was just saying to that one point. Like I think you're on the right track. I'm just saying on the one point. I would say we both pretty clearly articulated. It's not to control the person; it's to control the passion. That's so. That's why I asked the passion. So then we need to make sure this analogy is because at first the analogy was referred to free read above. What was your original point, Jesse, besides the analogy? Mm-hmm. Masculine love, right? Yeah, masculine love being the love of a father, creating a safe space and fueling the the fire, you know, of love and passion of the, you know, controlling and giving it a safe space to burn. So the passion, so you're describing the fire as the passion within a marriage. Essentially, it's not it a, could the, be both. The specifically the right? f- yeah. feminine passion. And I, I keep using the word control and that's a dangerous word to use. I, don't I was going to say control is a trigger. It is so, a dangerous okay, word. So here, here's, here's the main problem. One, a marriage biblically is not, the man is not supposed to control the woman. yes a man does have authority over the woman as in the biblical standard of marriage, but he does not control like as in, because maybe we just use a different word because mm-hmm. not control as in like, like it's a pawn. Cause that's the immediate first impression. This almost sounded, sounded like Andrew Tate. <laughs> yeah. So well, I, I think that can be a popular, that can be a good moral opinion but you'll never find any scripture to back that opinion up. I I would agree with that. But the only um, bride of Christ, the, the, yeah. But yeah, we're subject to God's sovereign will. So I think it can be argued, and you can. I, I think you have a good point. Like I don't have any anticipation of controlling a woman, but like a pawn. But the only scriptural um, analogy, like um, direction given there, is that the wife is to submit to the husband, and the husband is to love the wife. I agree, and in a God centered relationship that's going to happen naturally yes i believe that the kind of 50 50 or 100 100 percent um relationship like i don't know setup mm-hmm. it's worldly. whatever it is worldly i i believe it's a fallacy to be honest i think it's more tough being a man because you're responsible for creating the whole environment where a family can be grown and a woman can feel safe and feel like she respects you enough to submit to your, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's not so much about authority. controlling the fire or you but know, protecting keeping, a place where it can. Exactly. Burn. It's controlling yeah. the amount of fuel going into the fire yeah. and giving it like a fire pit, if you will. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's, I can't make the analogy. Not I think sound it's protection really. rather than control. Yeah, really. Yeah, I again, I agree with Josh. Like, 
controls are hard. That's, that's, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I can't think of another word to use there. <laughs> well, it is. I don't think it's right to when we're talking about passion and the fire and the field of fire. I don't. It almost sounds like to me that one of the primary primary purposes of a woman is to please a man. That didn't sound like that. It to me, it did. Um, I would say let's listen to it again and make sure that's not the case because I want to be super safe, but nobody was going anywhere that direction. No, I, I understand, but we were talking about fuel of the fire and we we're describing her as fire and then we we're going the passionate route too. That's what I was referring to. I don't really think that it sound, like, sounded that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was following and I didn't think it sounded very sexist or anything. To somebody who wanted to be defensive... I think they could twist it, but but if you if you get the full thing, like I feel like at one point it sounded almost bad, but then one of you cleared it up and was like, yeah. "Well, and I again, think that's not um, just sticking like an analogy. Like there should be an analogy, and then maybe reference the analogy, but kind of move away and just in following the analogy really closely." I feel like you just threw in the word control too many times kind of thing. But mm-hmm. your your point was still good. Yeah, it was I true. I think the point was valid. It was very we, valid. It was just, I think we just kind of got bogged down for a second. Yeah. yeah. I, I butchered the analogy. and I, I, I knew it was sketchy area, so I over-explained it and made it sound worse. Bro, you were literally sweat, like sweat <laughs> running like, down. <laughs> I'm just, it, I'm it's running. okay, though. You can, you can be... Just say what you believe, you know? Yeah. It's going to sound fake to anybody if you don't. Mm-hmm. It's okay to step on some toes. People will get over it. Yeah. You know, are we doing the podcast to make everyone feel happy or are we trying to help people right. and guide them? Purpose, into- yeah. um, an analogy I had on here as well is the gardening one because almost all aspects of it work as feminine feminine love is like a flower and masculine love is like a gardener the gardener creates the garden has a safe space the the flower the flower can grow without a garden it flourishes under the care of a gardener Mm -hmm. um a gardener can garden other things besides a flower. Now, that sounds weird, but yeah. you know what I mean. Doesn't have to garden a flower. Don't say that just like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the okay, gardener so what I said, doesn't have to grow gardener, flowers. Gardener, so, garden other gardener. That's what, not what I meant. <laughs> how many flowers do you have? <laughs> but we have to make sure we exemplify the fact that God created separate roles for these two genders. And when they're each giving 100%, they're feeling 100% of the role. Mm-hmm. Now, I agree with what you're saying. The man, I guess from a different perspective, the man has more responsibility because he has to be the leader of the household. But remember, the woman's always the one taking care of the kids Yeah, most of the time. And that is a – because hmm. the way the kids turn out is the way the mom I'm not giving them. it from a female perspective, though, because I'm not a female. No, you're not. But you have to give credit towards the you – have, you have to make sure you balance that out. Because that's the fact. Those are the facts of the matter. And we have to express them even though we're giving a male perspective. We have yeah. to say, God gave this role for women, role for man. The man has these responsibilities, leader of the home, the guidance counselor, uh, the spiritual guidance person, the provider, the breadwinner. The woman is primarily in charge of raising the kids. Now, both parents, but we all know that women have a primary effort in raising the kids. So the way the kids turn out, 
I probably more so credit it towards your mom than I would your dad because your mom is more at the house I, more. I would often. argue that. Yeah, I mean, the dad has plenty of a role in that too. If you look at yeah. no, he does. People without fathers, I agree. Criminals, suicide. It's rates, a balance. All it's that a stuff. balance. It's it's mostly it's, yeah. It's something. I, I looked at statistics on it a few different times. I know you wrote it. I saw yeah, you wrote it down it's on like the seventy yeah. percent more affected by the dad than it is the mom because well, it is because seventy percent more affected by the dad than it is the mom yes, but the father figure is the most important but uh, that might be because they viewed the dad with more respect than you do the mom That's even though the it. mom it's because the father is the figure, the, the figure yes well, because the because the he's one. the head of the household and but the mother is doing most of the she's doing all the little stuff mm-hmm. she's doing well no no Jack, nobody's saying that the woman's position is less important no no, no. Yeah. what i'm saying the little stuff so like the effort. kids themselves they might not notice it as much because yeah mom is cooking all the food working behind the scenes all this stuff yeah. so her role is equally as important. i'm just saying we have to express her role is just as equally as important as the man's and we have to yes but we're primarily directing this toward men so we're not going to not every time we make a point about being a man we're not going to give the counterpoint as a woman you know we can no. have allowances for that but we don't have to mention the woman every time because we're not talking to women although they can listen and learn we're talking to men like that's our mission is young men it's just we have to remain clear i i'm trying that's to, the word i was looking for not passion it's emotion that's it women's yeah. emotions are more erratic than man's emotions. that's true and so that's the word that i was way. looking to complete that analogy mm-hmm. it's it's emotion like the man is supposed to tend the woman's emotions and if you can keep her emotions healthy she's going to thrive if you take advantage and hurt her emotions then the she's emotions become hard and cold Yes, mm-hmm. and the fire's not there. That's the I, yeah. I would I would agree with that. We he, lost he's, the tension. We could add that in. That was the, the, I would, the whole time. I the would, word passion was just the wrong. The way. Uh, I would agree with that because the man is supposed to be the stable figure in the household. Yes. Just like you said, seventy percent of the homes. Mm-hmm. So if there's no longer a stable figure in the household, there were it's going to be much more effective, and it's also a balance. But I agree. So to. It, a better way to say that analogy is to clarify the fire here isn't fully representative of feminine love. It's more representative of feminine emotion and how it needs to be not necessarily cultivated, but protected because it is very, it's valuable. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It really is. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it warms the things around it as long as and it's part and part of uh, doing that. The primary role is being the stable leader in the household, the head of the the, yeah. the head of the family, as God has ordained it to be. Yeah, uh, honor chivalry. Yeah. That is part part of being an honorable man, as referred to a couple episodes back, um, and as Jesse was talking about too. Um, part, I mean, part of doing that is. Uh, being the head of the family, that does that yeah. does contain some. Don't run around, you know. Honor the woman, and she's gonna honor you back. Like yeah. So that's the thing. A woman's emotions. An old saying that you know, hell hath no fury like a <laughs> a woman scorned. It's 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 true that if if you don't do right by her, there's hell to pay. But if you do right by the woman and you honor her, um, as God commanded you to, then there is reward to be reaped um, yes. and and you too can enjoy a long, healthy relationship, you know? Um, mm-hmm. right. It's a constant job too. 
It's Absolutely. something you have to keep up. You can't just take a day off of being the father of you know, <laughs> yeah. the man of the house. Yeah. Can't take a day off life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, a lo- really a kind of summation of the lines, we, along the lines we've been talking about is it boils down to, um, do you have love or no? Because if you don't have love, those feelings you're experiencing are lust and Love is a biblical term, and we have our own worldly um, perceptions of it, but it is a biblical virtue given to us by God. And so if you love someone, your actions will show it. So you will be honorable. You will be um, responsible. You will be a help to them. And if you're lusting after someone, you're uh, kind of a drain to them. Um, you're going to ha- cause harm. So that's really kind of yeah. a challenge. Just, you know, check yourself. Are, are you being, are you doing right? Are you showing Christ's love to someone or are you actually harming someone? Because if so, you need to stop yourself. You need to, you need to really take a look at, okay, am I a Christian? What do I value? Do I value the world? Or do I value God? Because like the Bible says, um, if you love God, you'll keep his commandments. And that's kind of a barometer of how we can, we can, um, how, what's, there's the big discussion between, um, James and Paul, they kind of go back and forth a little bit. And Paul actually kind of takes both sides, depending on the book you're reading. But, um, a lot of times it's where the work salvation people get their ideas from, but, um, are, we are justified by faith. But before men, we are justified by our works. Like that's how they see us. They can't see our heart. They can't see our faith except by our works. Mm-hmm. So although we are not saved by works, our works do not justify us before God. Our um, our works are as filthy rags, the Bible says. We can show our faith by our works. And so that's that's my challenge. Show your faith by your works. Go out there, be a man, do right. Do right by the people around you, whether that's your mom, whether that's your sisters, whether that's uh, a man in your life that you that needs a helping hand, you know, somebody you respect. Show them, show them that you respect them, show them that you love them. And uh, if if that's the woman in your life, your wife, make sure you're doing right by her too. So that sums up our episode. Uh, we hope that you have a great rest of your day and keep the challenge in mind as well. And we are really happy to have Will back on the set and uh, really wish him the best with his uh, upcoming engagement. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty exciting change of life. Thank you. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it as to uh, get our podcast out there. But anyways, this has been The Manual.